It's Calgary's podcast on the Canada's Podcast Network. Hello, this is Mario Taniguzzi coming to you today with Calgary's podcast, a member of Canada's Podcast Network, where we talk to the entrepreneurs who are making it happen in Calgary, Alberta, so you can listen, discover, and engage. Today's guest is Chris Samer, who is Managing Director of Harvest Builders in Calgary. Thanks for joining us today, Chris. Thanks for having me, Mario. So let's start just a little bit about uh, telling me what Harvest Builders is, what it does. Sure. Well, I'm going to start uh, a few years back, back when I was a kid growing up in Prince Albert, Saskatchewan. Now, a lot of people in Toronto uh, and, and Ottawa may not know what it is, but it's basically very similar to many small towns in the prairies. And what, what's like growing up in those towns is that you really don't have a lot of opportunities that you would you know, have in Toronto, London, New York. And growing up, my aspiration was to work in the oil patch, the West, or become a doctor, or become an accountant, you know, the traditional paths. So for, for me and my family and my siblings, we always were really aspired to, towards having the opportunities one day at home that do exist in big places. So fast forward many years, um, we're now in a position where we're able to, to create these opportunities. And Harvest Builders is really a way to take the lessons learned that if there are experiences that skip the dishes, our, our careers, uh, and be able to make a playbook that can be used for other entrepreneurs in the prairies to have much more successes. Okay, super. A uh, uh, little bit of the history, uh, Chris. When did you start Harvest? Harvest, so it came to fruition after uh, we exited Skip the Dishes and, and uh, handed that off. Um, so really we started up uh, with a pilot project here in Calgary uh, as of uh, last summer. And now we're, we're in the process of trying to secure a headquarters, either in Calgary, Saskatoon or Winnipeg. Uh, but we do expect to be able to have footprints in all those cities. Okay. So um, you mentioned Skip the Dishes. You were a co-founder of that company. Tell me what you learned uh, through that experience about entrepreneurship and, and being an entrepreneur. How many hours you got, Mario? I mean, I think the whole time. <laughs> um, I, I think the, the biggest takeaway that if I just sum up for a lot of people in the prairies here in Calgary, um, I, I think that what I learned is that uh, Canadians, we just think too small and we, we are almost too modest to a fault when it comes to entrepreneurship. Mm. And uh, how do you ask me in the very first day that you, we expect the dishes to be the world stage like it is? I would say yes, we, we did. But did I actually believe that we had the capability to do that in Winnipeg, in Calgary, Saskatoon? I'd say probably no. Mm. So, but I think what, what, what I found through our experience is that by finding people who are aligned to that mission vision, putting these, these cities on the map, you can create something special. You can create something world class. Uh, and I really hope uh, can it, it helps open the minds of other entrepreneurs to think bigger. Okay, super then. Now, doing business in Calgary these days, tell me what the, the benefits are that you've found. Well, I think uh, I'll broaden it a little more to Calgary, uh, Calgary to Canada. I, I think Canada has a strong brand, a very strong innovation, uh, I guess, culture. Uh, and um, it's no different in Calgary as well. What, what Calgary brings to the table is that you have a an environment where you have a, a rich, rich, deep pool of talent. You have a very strong economy still today, even with the, the ups and downs, compared to like a, a place you know such as you know, East Coast or you know, Winnipeg. Yeah. But uh, you don't have a lot of diversity. So what that means is that when you have these voids, these, these kind of these gaps in the ecosystem, it creates opportunity. And in Calgary, I think the next chapter will be 
uh, looking towards other entrepreneurs, corporations, even government get involved to help fill those gaps and, and catch up the rest of the world. Okay, what are you most excited about when it comes to harvest these days? I just, just the people, uh, Mario. It just it's exciting. What thrills me is about building uh, teams that scale and achieve uh, large goals. So it's just the potential uh, and a lot of potential of these mid markets. And if we can activate the talent here in Calgary, we imagine that if we can activate all the cities in the mid markets outside of Toronto, Montreal, and Vancouver, Canada can basically double its output in terms of innovation. Mm-hmm. And if the world just on, maybe the whole world can activate after it. So it's really exciting that Calgary could be a birthplace for a lot of innovation. What's been your biggest uh, challenge uh, setting up Harvest? Um, there is many obstacles because anytime you're in the, uh, in the world of entrepreneurship, you really, you're, by definition, you're paving new ground. So the biggest challenge you have is just about changing the normal way of doing things. So that means talking to politicians, to government bodies, to academia, to uh, corporations and entrepreneurs in the city. And... <laughs> bring them to a new path. And that, that means a lot of friction change. And people are inherently good at change, but sometimes it's also more difficult sometimes if you use a certain way of doing it. So a lot of the, the obstacles and hurdles that I face every day is about trying to bring people along that journey and, and finding allies who are already, we are already ahead of me on that and a teaming up together. So it's trying to get that, that culture shift, I, I think is a, a big obstacle, but opportunity for Kevin. So over the years, you obviously uh, talking to a lot of people. Tell me what you think may have been the best piece of advice you've ever received about being an entrepreneur. <laughs> uh, sort of sum up, um, you, know, you, you hear all the cliches, like things like fail forward, iterate, uh, uh, you know, uh, keep things flat and stuff, and they're all true. But um, the biggest thing I think that applies to places like Calgary and the Prairies is that um, we, we, we need to think bigger, and to think bigger, you need experience. So I, I think there's always a, a bit of a, a focus trying to retain talent. Now, I, I'm of the adverse kind of opinion. I'd say it's not trying to keep talent here. It's trying to create opportunities yeah. and let people, let talent flow. So I encourage people, younger generations, to leave. Go go get experience. Like this reason we had a, a, a self before we started Skip. That was invaluable. And if you don't fail early on, and you learn how to deal with failure, you're going to have a hard time when you, 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 you find your face uh, trying to scale your business. So get the experience, but then don't forget about home, come back and be part of the change and, and see the opportunity like we said. Okay, super. Tell me a little bit about yourself. Uh, you know, when you're not uh, doing business, what kind of things do you like to do and uh, spend your time with? Well, Maria, for me, I, I view work and life the one thing. I don't really believe in balance. I, I think that that's just one stream. And uh, yeah. so whether that means I'm going for a run, chit-chatting with another entrepreneur, you know, or another uh, student, or uh, getting involved that way, it's, it's all part of one direction. So uh, a lot of my life, I, I gear, it's geared towards just a long-term goal of trying to, trying to elevate innovation and ecosystem development. So um, that can take to many, many forms. So it could be uh, through the actual act of building companies, so it could be through uh, thought leadership, uh, working with government for maybe just giving some feedback there, or it could be through sports and activities. And I, I'm a big believer that sports are, are a great foundation to learn those team skills. And coming from a, a running background and volleyball uh, background myself, uh, I still try to take actively involved whenever I can, put that in, of course. Okay, super then. If you had uh, one word to describe uh, Chris yourself, what would it be and why? <laughs> I don't know. It's, it's, it's uh, many words. Uh, my wife has many choice words, too, to go with at the same time. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I, I, um, it's, it's hard to put a name on it, but I think, I guess, to maybe give you a, a, a little sense of what I think. I, I'm a strong believer that you really have just a, a hundred years in your life, if you're lucky, you know? 
And it's all about trying to figure out ways to make an impact and use that time the best way you feel fit. So for me, uh, I, I'm always hungry. That's maybe a good word. Competitive, uh, excited. Uh, and if not, then uh, if you don't have happy environment, and change your environment. Yeah, exactly. In your personal life, uh, you know, outside of, uh, say, Calgary right now, is, is there any place that you'd love to travel to, uh, to spend time at? Uh, well, anywhere in the world. Just, just it, it, For me, what I like most about travel is about seeing different cultures and different people. Yeah. And that gives inspiration for, and seeing new ways of doing things, approaching problems. Uh, nowhere, no one really comes up with novel ideas ever. It's always just a continuation of layer upon layer of, of previous predecessors. So um, what I like most of travel is just to be exposed to new things and shocked a bit. So my travel illusion is through uh, the, the work I do. So it's uh, by going somewhere, part of an opportunity, you get a chance to visit things along the way. And my wife's very much the same thing too. So we try to squeeze in travel where we can. Right now the focus is on building things to the prairies, but through that, uh, why, I mean, why can't we just create connections with South America, you know, with China, other places. So uh, really excited about it's really knocking off a few birds on stone all the time. So that's a way of you travel. Excellent. So do you, do you have like a, a daily routine at all? Um, I, I like to think I do, but uh, the moment you wake up, uh, whatever you thought last thing to go, go out the window. So yeah, I, I approach, I'd say, um, I, I like to approach uh, the critical path every, every minute of my day. So I try to figure out working out the most value always. Um, sometimes that goes, goes as planned for the day. You have meetings, calls like this set up. Other times you just pivot. Um, but uh, my approach is more just being flexible and nimble as the day comes at me. Yeah, I guess that's a key uh, for being an entrepreneur too, right? Being the flexibility and being nimble, as you say. It's different styles. I mean, each entrepreneur brings their own uh, flavor to, to it. But uh, I think what's successful with entrepreneurs is that it's ability to work with other people and to complement your unique style. So, I mean, I'm really crappy at certain things. I'm really good at other things. But it's all about trying to find people who can work with me to balance me up. Okay, super. Uh, so, Chris, I'm going to present to you a scenario and then just get your thoughts on Okay, so, so just imagine this. We're going to uh, drop you off on a tropical island, beautiful tropical island, middle of the ocean somewhere. It has zero uh, technology on there except for one phone booth, okay? So we're going to drop you off. You can make one phone call back to us to uh, you know, get us to come pick you up. First of all, how long do you think it would last there? And uh, what do you think you'd do while you were there? <laughs> Are you saying that I get basically my own private island in the yeah. Pacific and yeah. I can do whatever I want? That's just the right area for disruption. I mean, I would probably build a resort to start with, knock down a few trees, figure out, make it a destination place. And uh, with a phone call, man, I would, uh, I'd say call and merge in everybody can to come to the island and it's, it's built something special there. So, I mean, yeah, that sounds exciting. Let's stay there for, for a long time. Okay, well, that's good. Most people wouldn't be able to handle that, but uh, obviously you would. <laughs> change your environment. If you can't handle it, then change something about it, Mario. Yeah, exactly. Hey, Chris, is there anything uh, you'd like to add before you leave us today? I just uh, want to thank you personally for uh, taking the, the, I guess, the flag here in terms of trying to push innovation as well. So thank you for making the time to hear entrepreneurs and share the story. I think Canada needs to do a better job of, of boasting about successes and getting the word out there. We hear too much about Silicon Valley. We hear too much, well, a, a, a good way, Waterloo. I love it. But yeah. I can't tell you at the same stage. So uh, I guess thank you for your time too. I hear you. Thanks for uh, being our guest today on Calgary's podcast, Chris. Have a very good day. Hey there, thanks for taking the time today to listen to Calgary's podcast on Canada's podcast network. 
We hope you enjoyed the show today. Make sure you sign up for our newsletters and write a review for us on iTunes and then connect with us on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, LinkedIn at Canada's Podcast. You can also check out what other entrepreneurs are doing across the country. See you next time.